This Eric in the Morning podcast is brought to you by ComEd. ComEd safety is ComEd's number one priority. To find tips about electric safety for your home and family, visit ComEd.com slash safety. ComEd powering lives. All right, here it comes. Hey, I was wondering. If you have a question for Hey, I was wondering, you can email us. That's how I got this one. It was emailed directly to me from Carolyn. Or you can go to any of our social media sites, uh, slide it into our DMs, as they say. Yeah. You can text it, 60123, and we'll get that answer to you, okay? Uh, Carolyn says, hey, Eric, so I'm wondering something. Do I have to be on Facebook to see the Drinking with Eric podcast? <laughs> yeah, I think you're referring, Carolyn, to the I Need a Drink series uh, that is available. Do you have to be on Facebook only to see that? Now, normally I would turn to Mel D and she would explain all the different places you can get it, but she's not here. She's uh, at home probably typing furiously now. Yes. Violetta, do you know the answer to that? I sure do. Uh, so, oh, see, there you go. I knew it. I yes. Knew you would. So we put it on all of the platforms. Our handle is at Eric Morning Mix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Instagram, but it goes to IGTV. There you go. Um, so because it's such a long series, because it's so good. Right. We yeah, because it's so oh, good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Keep it coming. Yeah. Long doesn't Keep necessarily mean up. good. How do you feel wow. about that, Eric? Let's, let's remember that. Yeah, we okay. can't cut it down. There's uh-huh. too much good footage. Right. So uh, it doesn't fit on a regular post. Right. So that goes over to the uh, HDTV. Gotcha. I, it's on yeah. HDTV? Oh, no, it's not HD. Well, it's high HDTV. Is it on yeah. HDTV? Yeah, also, also on the Home and Garden Network. Wait, That's cool. IGTV. Yeah. Sorry. IGTV, yeah. Like yeah. Instagram. And you put some gardening <laughs> tips yep. on after. Yep. 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 Um, and I'm also on the DIY Network. Awesome. Oh. Ass, build a shelf, yep. do some gardening, and yep. have a yeah. drink. You're yep. so versatile. I am. It's also on Twitter and Facebook. And then also, I think it's in our latest scoop page at WTMX.com. And I think you can track it down on YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah, we have a YouTube YouTube channel. channel. Yeah, you can see it there. Uh, But what happens is uh, what you've experienced on this show, you understand why I drink. Uh, And a lot of times when I leave, I need to drink immediately. (laughs) And so what will happen is back when bars were open, I would just try to find a neighborhood bar. And the damnedest thing. Every time I go in, I sit down. There seems to be somebody that's just sitting next to me already drinking. Huh. And it's usually a notable Chicagoan. And then uh, we have a drink together. Uh, so that's the I Need a Drink series. What was the last one? Was it uh, Rancic the last guy I ran into? No. Or was it somebody else? It was, it was oh, no, it was Calvin DeHaan no, from the Blackhawks. Yeah, Calvin You're getting DeHaan. them all confused. There's so many that are so good. Well, the reason, I, well, you can get them all in the uh, DIY network. Right. Uh, the reason I bring that up is <laughs> after 7 o'clock, a brand new uh-huh. I Need a Drink is released. What? Yes, I know. Look, How outside. did you do this? Violetta never misses one. Well, no. uh, it happened right before the lockdown took place. Oh, no wonder. Yeah. Okay. Okay, right. good. It happened right before the lockdown took place, and uh, our uh, director of the I Need a Drink series, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> uh, just completed final cuts. Ah, uh, no wonder. Yeah. And he couldn't cut it either because yeah. it was so good. Right. He didn't. It, so it's a three-hour movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the final cuts were completed for the just prior to the lockdown. Uh, I need a drink. So we will be releasing that and make it available to you after 7 o'clock this morning. Sweet. You'll never guess who I ran into this time. I have no idea, but I can't wait to find out. It's the weirdest thing. We're going to add to the and collection. You should know, I, I intentionally tried to avoid it. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of running into people I like to drink alone. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to go find a bar that's subterranean mm-hmm. and cool. 
and dark. Right. Nobody's going to be there. Nobody's going to know anybody. I sit down. I plop down. Bam. There they are <laughs> right next to happening? me. What is happening? I'm like, are you kidding me with this? Man. Yeah. Man, so. I don't know. I can't wait to find out what the next one's going to be even yeah. after this well, one. Well, you know, we're, there were some plans, but then lawsuits came up. So forget it. It's not uh, worth it. <laughs> not worth it. You could start drinking with your family or your dad. Yeah, maybe that's it. I your sit kids. Down, sit down with my dad with a nice Prosecco. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would love to be my friend. <laughs> Eric in the morning list at 620 now. Billie Eilish saying, I spent so much time thinking about whether I'd like me. If I saw me, I'd think, oh, my God, she's so dope. Like, look at her outfit, dude. I think I would think I was so cool. (laughs) Hey, Well, at least we don't have any issues there. Yeah, you like yourself. Yeah, top three reasons you know you would like you. We have a tie at number three. Vanessa, you know you'd like you. Why? Because I think I'm hilarious. I'm hilarious. (laughs) Well, and that was funny. I crack me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, tied with what, Bill? I always got a smile on my face. Always oh, smiling. I love it. Smiling Bill and hilarious Vanessa. Get the two of them together. At number two, the reason you know you would like you, Mitzi. I can swear better than anybody I know. Oh, good. That's <laughs> good for you, but we can't have you. Yeah, Thank don't you for that. that. Thank you for that. You need, you need a good quality swear? I'm your girl. And finally, in at number one, the reason you know you would like you, Alex. I like the party. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I like you too, Alex. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Wow, I love your excitement so uh, early. I like to party. Yeah, you know That's what? You're like, like my Jesus. I like the party. Ah. <laughs> what like about aqua. Jesus? Yeah, what? Well, he's being Cal from uh, Talladega Nights. Ah. I, I like to party. Got it. That's how I like my baby Jesus partying. Uh, we're welcome back to the show. He's uh, been very gracious with his time and his uh, expertise and his input and insight. Dr. Kevin Most, the chief medical officer with Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital, back with us. Dr. Most, good morning. Eric, good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thank you for uh, spending a couple of minutes with us. I know your time is uh, is stretched pretty thin, I would guess, correct? Uh, you know, a little bit. Right. we got a few things going. Yeah. You know, I think the thing that is top of mind for all of us is, obviously, with the extended stay-at-home order through April, everybody wondering when we're going to, ever, you know, talk about flattening the curve, when we're going to reach the apex of the curve. And then you heard the president say yesterday that the next two weeks, and he used the word horrific, uh, is going to be the story. And I think particularly talking not only about the nation, but New York City and the East Coast. Do you have the same viewpoint? Is it going to are the next two weeks going to be bad? Are we reaching an apex here anytime soon? No, I don't think we're going to reach an apex here anytime soon. You know, two weeks, that's possible that we'll start on that apex. Then time will tell how much we flatten that curve. We're starting to see our cases start to increase, but not at a point where they're doubling yet. So uh, still have an opportunity for everyone to stay at home right now, stay away from that vulnerable population, and we'll still try to soften this and dampen the blow. You know, and there is is a shocking quality to all this. The Fountains of Wayne uh, lead singer passing away yesterday from coronavirus caught us a little bit off guard. And I had a a guy that I worked with and did a morning show with in Florida is in critical condition in Seattle in a hospital right now. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. With coronavirus, yes. Oh, no. Uh, But is is on the mend. Is on the mend, they say, which is good. good. And what I wanted to ask you is it seems like it affects everybody that has it in such different ways. It can be so mild and it can be so critical is there any way to anticipate what effect it might have on each of us as an individual? No, it's really difficult, Eric, and it's probably one of the things I've been harping for the last 
three weeks probably is, you know, do everything you can to strengthen your immune system because we really haven't figured out why it impacts somebody in one way and why it impacts others uh, more strongly. Certainly those who have a comorbidity or another disease which decreases their immune system, we know they're at higher risk. But there's also these one-offs that say, why? Why did this person get it so hard that, uh, than, than the other person that's almost exactly like him? So that's all going to be sorted out as we go down the road. But right now I'm telling everybody, do everything you can to protect your own immune system and strengthen that. Get your sleep, eat right, vitamins, vegetables, all of those things to make sure you protect yourself as much as you can. If you have a question for Dr. Mosin you'd like to ask it, you can get through at 312 312- Two three three one zero one nine, and uh, I'm I'm certain you're willing to take a few if we get some calls. Oh, absolutely! All right, and we've had some people text in some different questions. I thought I would dive right into those right now. Uh, the first one is: When or how does one know that they are no longer a carrier? In effect, someone that has zero symptoms but can still carry the virus. Yeah, you know that's a question that I wish we had a great answer for. You know, most times after you've had the influenza and you start to get rid of your symptoms, we know that the virus is essentially out of your body. We don't know that now, and we don't have the number of tests available to actually test people that tested positive. So our really our goal is go to get to a point where you have no symptoms whatsoever, wait two days beyond that, and assume that at that point you're not going to be. But again, even through that time, you're still going to be shelter in place. So really the only people that you could be exposing are your family members, which you probably already exposed while you had the illness. Right. Should we all be wearing masks uh, Masks at this point, Dr. Most? That's a million-dollar question. You know, the masks that we talk about, the N95 masks that we wear as healthcare professionals caring for these individuals are a mask that will block 95% of particulates that we're concerned about. The mask you're seeing everyone wearing around really is to protect the public from the individual wearing the mask. In other words, if I'm coughing, I should wear a mask. The mask itself may not do a whole heck of a lot to protect you. It may protect you some, but not as much as we all need. The big thing it does is it stops us from touching our face, from touching our nose, from touching our mouth. So that might slow the illness. And it also increases awareness for everybody for social distancing as well. It's just that visual cue of stay away. That's such an interesting point, too, because I know a lot of people put the masks on thinking that they are protecting themselves. But as you said there, it's more for the person who might have it, who really, if you have it, you shouldn't even be out anyway, right? Correct. You know, individuals who have it, please stay at home, self-isolate, try to stay in a room, you know, don't come out. I know many people right now are very tense about their employment, but believe me, we're much better off decreasing this. So stay at home if you have that cough or that fever, any of the symptoms that we're looking for, because we really want to slow this spread. Your employment will come back at the end of this. I'm glad you mentioned the employment. Another uh, question that was texted in at 60123. My question is, there are so many different opinions on how long the virus will last on things. I'm particularly interested in paper. My company is still working deemed essential. Our employees fill out worksheets and I have to job cost them. So I'm curious as to how long the virus may last on paper. Yeah. So the studies have shown that it's going to last anywhere, depending on which study you look at, from eight hours to two days, depending if there's plastic in the paper and if it's laminated. So really, what I I tell people there that are working with a lot of paper, make sure you wash your hands frequently. So whenever you've you've touched anything, try not to touch your face and to wash your hands. It's not going to jump off the paper onto your face. So as long as you are Um, being careful about touching yourself and washing your hands frequently, 
then that'll decrease the chance and still allow you to work. I'm glad you said that because I was watching uh, yesterday Governor Pritzker's press conference and Dr. Ngazi, she had mentioned something to the effect of uh, washing hands again. If you wash them two times a day, you're doing great. If you wash them four times a day, that's fantastic. Five, ten times a day is unbelievable. Is it? Is that really true? Because I'm a guy who's washing my hands like 30 times a day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can tell you we wish people would wash their hands more frequently, especially if you've been out and around anywhere. I can tell you in the healthcare profession here, our doctors are washing their hands probably 100, maybe 150 times a day. So, I mean, we're very, very careful. We know that that's the spread. But really, if what she also was was hinting at is we in America rinse our hands. We don't wash our hands. Right. You know, who takes 20 seconds, 30 seconds to wash your hands? You don't. You just kind of rinse them and go. So a good hand washing with soap is going to take care of anything you had on your hands. And now, it, depending on what you touch, decreases your chance of spreading it. Okay, uh, let's grab a caller here. Three one two two three three one zero one nine. Hi, Paul. Hey, how's it going? Uh, great. You had a question for Doctor Most? Yeah, I was just wondering. My wife has celiac disease, and I was just wondering: is she more susceptible to being able to get the COVID nineteen? Well, Paul, anybody who has a chronic illness, a celiac, Crohn's, a lot of those, depending on the medications that they're on or maybe on. Uh, definitely decrease their immune system. For celiac, really, it's staying away from gluten diet, and as long as they're staying away from the gluten diet, their their celiac disease is often under control and don't need any additional medication. But other individuals with other digestive illnesses like Crohn's disease, um, those individuals who are taking medications like Remicade, which decrease their immune system, they're at a much higher risk. So you really have to be careful around those individuals because their immune system is depressed by the medication. Um, okay, I have another question. Um, this is kind of going back to your colleagues and, and other people that you work with. Um, what's the latest, like the update on how much closer uh, basically the hospitals are to getting enough ventilators that they need, enough new clean scrubs that they need, masks that they need, all that kind of thing um, in order to be more prepared? And I mean talking just locally here in the Chicagoland area. Yeah, Melissa, it's a great question because everyone hears in the news about PPE and do we have enough PPE? And I can tell you what we're doing right now. It's interesting. My analogy is when the Cubs go to play a game, they plan on a nine-inning game for number of baseballs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're in a game that we don't know whether this can be nine innings or 27 innings or 30 innings. So what we're doing is we are we started today, actually, those N95 masks, which are golden um, are ones that we will be re-sterilizing and reusing for the same individual. So we're going to extend that PPE. So now it's just a matter of how long the game goes. When you talk about scrubs, it's interesting. Yeah, scrubs, we really don't need a lot more because we change them out. Every day someone comes in in street clothes, puts on scrubs. When they leave in street clothes, we wash those scrubs. So we're making sure that we have that information. The ventilators is going to be the big thing, and that's the most important part about dampening this curve. 85% of people are going to have mild symptoms. We're treating the 15%, and we need to make sure we have enough ventilators to take care of them. And right now, it'll be touch and go as we start to get into these next two weeks. You know, speaking of the ventilators, they talk about in New York City and the crisis uh, situation they find themselves in, that doctors might have to reach the point where they make decisions who gets a ventilator and who doesn't. Do you ever see something like that happening here? That's probably one of our biggest concerns, and and we know we've thought about that. So we have ethics committees that are put together in place right now to handle with those situations. And we also now are looking at our ventilators and say, although we look at a ventilator as a one individual 
ventilator, we actually have the technology and the engineering so that we can put two people on the exact same ventilator as long as they're the same body habitus, things we never would have thought of in the past, which again is just going to extend the asset and extend the, the equipment that we have to treat more patients. Uh, hi, Ann. You're on with Dr. Kevin Most. Did you have a question? Hi, yes. I was wondering if we need to worry about the COVID in the air. I heard from a friend whose um, son works in the medical field and said, only to be outside walking for 10 to 15 minutes. I walk every morning for an hour. Is that something I need to worry about or change? No, Ann. As a matter of fact, keep doing what you're doing as long as you're not around other people and not congregating. Fresh air is great. It's one of the one things that we're even allowed to do to test people. You see all these tents that are up for testing, and one of the reasons is because we're testing in open air and it dilutes it very quickly. The particle actually is more of a droplet, so it it drops to the ground and lands on a surface being in the air. It's aerosolized certainly when we do procedures here. We're very careful about that. But your chance of getting this walking outside is almost zero. You're probably the safest place you could be is outside. Hmm. What is the status on whether we know if you are immune once you have had it and gone through it and recovered? Yeah, Whip, you know, the big thing with testing, you know, we have two parts of testing. Everyone needs to understand it. One is the swab testing, and that swab testing is, do you have the virus now? What you're talking about is the blood test that we're all hearing about and that we all know about. And what that is is a blood test that looks to see, did you have the disease? Do you have antibodies to that? In other words, they might check me and say, wow, you had COVID. You didn't even know it. Those tests are the ones that we're going to be doing in the summer, in the fall, and hopefully a lot of people will sign up to have those Great. because we need to know about the immunity and how long it's going to last. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, as a tie into that, the Abbott lab tests that everybody's mm-hmm. been talking about that you get the results in five minutes. Are you optimistic about that? Very optimistic for a couple of reasons. Right now, when someone comes into uh, hospitals and we're not sure if they have COVID, the turnaround time for some of those tests was three to five days. And when that happens, we put the patient in a COVID room, treat them as if they had COVID, and use a lot of PPE, personal protective equipment, which drains the asset depletions. Now we have the test so that we know before the patient leaves the emergency department whether they're COVID positive or COVID negative. It's also going to allow us to test healthcare workers and mainly people that are going into nursing homes to work where we know that vulnerable population is. So the Abbott test, kudos to the team at Abbott. We hope they get more and more kits out because that's going to be the biggest thing. We all have the machine, but we need the kits. Okay. What about the vaccinations? Have you heard any new updates about when those might be available? or what's, Where are we sitting with that? Yeah, so they, they tested two doses of the vaccine right now. They're going to start to test the third. What they do with the vaccine is they'll test the low dose and see if you had, one, any reaction to it and what your response was to that. And then they'll increase that dose and do the same. They're getting ready to do the third round. So they're going to the higher dose, and then they'll check the, the response. Once that is done, then you can at least start doing larger studies. This study that they're doing right now is only on about 50 people. And after that, they're going to go to a much larger number, but they need to do that because they don't want to put out a vaccine that's going to harm somebody or not be effective. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So we are waiting on the apex, uh, trying to take care of ourselves all, all around the country. They're starting to get alternate hospital facilities ready to go in arenas. And we saw the naval uh, ship that came into New York and here in Chicago at McCormick Place. Should we anticipate before we let you go here, Dr. Most, that 
places like McCormick Place and however, I think I heard 600 beds set up in there. Are those going to fill up in the next couple of weeks? You know, I'm not sure it's going to be the next couple of weeks, but if we look, I think right now the surge is going to be at the hospitals in the next couple of weeks. The goal after that is what happens in the hospital where you have patients and you have nowhere to send them. They can't go home yet, but they're not sick enough to be in the hospital, yet we still have patients coming in the front door. That's going to be a safety valve for us. And our good friends at DuPage Medical Group are working with the governor to see how they can help, as well as each of the universities trying to figure out how they're going to staff that. It's easy to get the beds. It's harder to get the doctors and nurses because we're all overwhelmed as it is, or we all will be overwhelmed over the next couple weeks as it goes here. All right. Uh, you know what? Can I grab one more caller for you, Dr. Mose? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hi, Marlene. Yes. Hi. Go ahead. Hi. Are you more prone if you just got done having cancer? Are you more prone or susceptible to the COVID if you just had cancer and had treatment for it? Is that your question? Yes. Okay. Well, Marlene, if you if you have you know kicked cancer, you know the chances are that you're no longer on chemotherapy and your immune system is back up. That being said, it depends on the cancer and the damage that the chemotherapy did to your immune system. I tell anybody who's a cancer survivor that you're still immunocompromised and be really careful and be be very thoughtful of who you're around and what you're around. But a lot of people who have kicked cancer and are now back on the recovery and on the remission state, actually their immune system is very good because that drug that knocked down their immune system, they're no longer getting. All right, Dr. Kevin Most, your chief medical officer at Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, Dr. Most, thanks for your time. We always uh, learn a lot when you're on with us, and hopefully we can keep doing this and get to that apex and get on the backside and flatten this curve and get back to life as usual someday soon. You got it, Eric. Call anytime. You know that. All right, Stay thank healthy. You. Appreciate it. Yes, please do. Dr. Kevin Most, and thank you for the calls and the texts. We will stay in contact with him and continue to have him on and track this progress all the way through April. It is a very, very difficult and strange time right now. Welcome to Lily's Bake Sale. Today we're offering the red velvet cupcakes that Mrs. Johnson next door called breathtaking. Cash, credit, or online payment accepted. Just like Lily, ComEd provides multiple payment options. Need a gluten-free or vegan? Just ask our staff. I'm not your staff. I'm your brother. Choose the payment option that works best for you. Auto pay, online, phone, mail, or in person. Visit comed.com slash pay. ComEd, powering lives. One order of gluten-free cupcakes coming right up. Anybody listening who? Got the new COVID-19 hobby. Well, there's nothing else to do, so you might as well learn how to knit a sweater. <laughs> Seriously. By the way, it looks great, Whip, the way it's, Thank it's you. really coming together. Thank you very that much. That one <laughs> sleeve looks a little longer than the other one, but I think you'll be fine. <laughs> I didn't I know it was going to be a crop sweater. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut the sleeve scissors. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, your COVID-19 brand new hobby, Lori, is what? I'm making masks. Masks. What kind of masks? Oh, I'm a nurse, so I am making um uh, so, like, uh, actual hospital-style, like, N94-style masks. Well, <laughs> N94, yes. Yeah. Not to that extreme, but I'm just yeah, trying to paint a picture of what regular, it looks like. Regular yeah. fabric, you can do that, You're right? not doing, like, a Halloween mask or a mask <laughs> that you might get at the spa or something like that. <laughs> not quite that. Gotcha. All right, I just wanted to be clear. Okay. Had it right. Hi, Tricia. Yes? Uh, your COVID-19 hobby is what? So it's not me. It's my 68-year-old mother. Okay. She is obsessed with these diamond dots. It's like a picture with a million diamonds, and you just sit there and put them in the little holes. And every time I call her, she's like, I cannot talk. I am very busy with the diamond dots. 
Diamond Dots. Yeah, that's I very saw, popular. I saw Violetta nodding. I have no clue what this We're is. We're in the yet. middle of one right now. It's Who's a black. We? Me and Porter. Okay. My son. So it's a black cat. And then, so it's just these little, um, they're just kind of these dots that you put these little tiny little plastic things are cut in uh, so many different angles that they'll sparkle when the light hits them. Shine bright like a diamond, Shine Rihanna. bright like a diamond. There so you go. when you're done putting them in there, you know, you can hang it on your wall. Is it a cat, you said? Ours is a cat, yeah. Oh, speaking of cats, hey, John. <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh, I've been feeding my cats catnip and then filming them in slow motion when they freak out. Now that's hilarious. <laughs> now that's a good hobby. Get the cats stoned on the nip yep. and then film them in slow motion. There you go. Post it to social media. Hours of fun. They go crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Very good. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Hi. Your COVID nineteen hobby is what? Hi. Yes, my name is Ashley Anderson. I have started playing my violin again. So I used to play. When I was a kid, and I brought it back and started playing in Super Rusty, but it's starting to come back. That was the nickname of our first traffic guy here, Super Rusty. Yeah, he was weird. <laughs> yeah, he was weird. Uh, are you home now? I'm actually on my way to go work out. Oh, I, I, was hoping, I was hoping we'd get a small concerto. I know, oh. like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star do you or play, something. Do you play it in your house, or you like that? I, I told the story of the woman that was in the Chicago Symphony that has decided to go out on her lawn twice a day and give a performance. Do you do that? Oh, you know what? I used to do that as a kid. I would go and put flyers in everybody's mailbox, my neighbors, and sure. send them, uh, invite them all over. My mom would make, like, brownies and... Have a concert in the driveway. I haven't done that in a while. Uh, maybe I should do that for my new neighbors. Sure. <laughs> now as I'm an adult. <laughs> do you, uh, what do you play? Like what song in particular? So right now I'm working on Concerto in A major. Oh. I'm also working on another piece. One of my favorite pieces is Preludium and Allegro. If you've never heard it, you got to hear Tchaikovsky or oh, yeah. you got to hear. Um, sure. Yeah. I don't know how to spell uh, any of those. The other one, Bach. Perlman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. love Bach. Uh, you ever played, uh, you know, besides Tchaikovsky and Concerto in A minor, you ever played Go Tell Aunt Rody? You ever played that one? <laughs> I have not. Uh, you might want to try that one. Whip did that. Yeah. It sounds like this. This is Whip on the trombone. <laughs> uh, go Tell Aunt Rody. That's great. You should do that on your front lawn. Maybe we could collab. Yeah. We had read a story earlier this week that said uh, a surefire way to lose weight while you're in uh, self-quarantine is to, at some point during the day, put your swimsuit on. Get out of your pajamas and put your swimsuit on and walk around in your swimsuit. <laughs> Perhaps uh, you become so self-conscious you stop eating. Maybe it has some other ancillary effects or benefits. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we're testing the theory when our good friend Laura agreed to do it for us each day this week. Hi, Laura. Good morning. Uh, all right. So yesterday, uh, did you put the uh, swimsuit on again in your home and spend some time in it? I did. Okay, perfect. Uh, was your teenage son again freaked out by it or not? Now he just thinks it's funny. Okay, good. Oh, That's good all we're looking for. Some good comedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how long would you say you wore it yesterday? About four and a half hours. I felt like I went to the light first day. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, big jump from the first day. Wow. Uh, I'm hoping I don't get sick. It's chilly. Oh, turn the heat up. You'll be fine. You're killing it, Laura. That's great. Uh, Yesterday was the first day, and you reported that you actually went up one pound. It's time to find out how four and a half hours worked after weighing yourself today. Feel free to gamble at home on this one. There's no games to gamble on, so we're gambling on Laura's weight. Did you go <laughs> up or down, Laura? Down. Down! Yeah! Way to go! Nice. 
Uh, how many uh, pounds? One, two? Just a half. Half it pound. It half pound. That's it a, That's a start. <laughs> counts? Half down. They put half that point five on there for a reason. That's right. Congratulations. I, I'm glad. Yeah, you feel good? It did, actually. It was funny. I placed a, a food order. I don't know if I could say company names or whatever, but I ordered from, like, a delivery service, mm-hmm, sure. and I noticed that when I made the order, I chose a little better. Because oh. you did it in your bathing suit. That's interesting. This is true. I got a little bit more, like, veggies and chicken over, like, pastas and oh, whatnot. That's awesome. Uh, so, see, yeah, the psychological aspect of it coming into play. It's very, very interesting. So you'll be doing it again today, then, back into the swimsuit? Yes. All right. Probably about the same amount of time. All right. Well, yeah. you're seeing progress. That's okay. a good thing. Uh, we'll check in with you tomorrow and see how you're doing, okay? Okay. Have a great day. You, you too, too, Laura. Thank you. How about oh, that? Good for her. Psychologically great. affecting her. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, throw your swimsuit on instead of your pajamas. Next thing you know, the weight is just going to melt off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Laura found this, but I did it yesterday, too, and it made me um, actually shave and shower before I did it. Uh, again, another <laughs> secondary benefit. <laughs> Wow. Because I had to walk around in, in my bathing suit, so I was like, okay, time to shave my legs. Have you lost weight or gained weight? I gained two pounds. Two pounds for Violetta up to. I think my scale's broken. It's all that delicious <laughs> oh, Serbian man. food. How yeah. about you, Melissa? I know you were doing it. I did. I actually wore my suit for half the day yesterday. Oh, wow. Uh, wasn't feeling that great in it. It had a huge impact on me uh, because I probably ate half the amount of food yesterday that I normally do, and I was down two pounds. Look at that. Do you find you're going through um, more booze than usual, Violetta? Uh, I, yeah. Because you go through a lot of booze before this even <laughs> lockdown even happened. Yeah, those wine bottles, like just one after another, yeah. after another. Melissa, you find you're, uh, you got a lot of empty claw cans all over the house? Um, Not so much that, but for some reason I've jumped on canned beer. Well, I don't know why. You're drinking canned beer. <laughs> That's so surprising what kind hams pabs i love ham coors light i like it because it's just like it's just so i don't know it's just so light it's the nectar of the gods all right Uh, yeah two study says alcohol sales have risen what percentage in america during the coronavirus lockdown how much have they gone up there linda 42 percent. 42 no more <laughs> than that more, more oh, than 42 yeah. percent we are blasting the booze what yep o m g look at that she omg'd you folks right hey how much chris 80 percent 80 percent no <laughs> is it more Boy, we would go right into rehab oh yep nope that's too high <laughs> ah. okay. alcohol sales have risen how much chris uh 55 percent that a guy right ah. there 55 percent that's, that's a lot of bottles of beer on the wall. That yeah. is a lot of bottles of beer on the wall or cans of Coors Light in <laughs> Melissa's garbage. <laughs> it's yeah. staggering. It is. Uh, how you doing there, Chris? Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably in that 55. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Are you in self-quarantine? I am. We're working from home and doing all, all the all the stuff I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Do you, do you get dressed right when you get up or you walk around the house uh, um, in your pajamas all day? I put a top on, but... Yeah, well, good. Eh. That's, all you need. <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah, really, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs drinking? the bottoms, really? <laughs> right. Yeah. What was the reason... Uh, oh, yeah, you, you said you like to get home, Melissa, and take your bra off. I sure do. Right, and Whip and I had been commenting, you guys uh, spend all your day in your pajamas, and you go out in your pajamas in public, and we just feel dirty. Yeah. Un- really unkempt. 
Yeah, and, a, and, and Violetta's all freaked out that we keep our jeans on all day. It really is weird. It's not weird. Yeah, because they're heavy, they're tight. Yeah, it's it's just, not the material you want to sit on your couch. I find jeans to be very comfortable. Yeah, our jeans aren't yeah. that tight. Jeans yeah. are different well, from men and women, too. That's no the doubt thing. about it. That's true. I keep my shoes on. Well, that's, that that's, is that's weird. weird. Yeah, we're my all, feet get cold. Like, get comfortable. Stay I am a while. Comfortable. No. I'm some slippers. I'm totally comfortable. Fuzzy socks. I'm feeling good. Back to you taking your bra off. That actually isn't such a bad thing you discovered. What was that story? Well, you know, there were like conflicting stories, actually. But the headline that I had sent you was that experts warned that not wearing a bra during lockdown uh, could actually cause damage to the... Not wearing it? I thought wearing it was was bad for you. Not wearing it is bad for you? Correct. Really? Yes. So basically what women are doing... That's not that big a story then. That makes sense. Well, what the problem (laughs) is that there are women all over the place. They have... They have post after post after post of women showing how they're going home and they're not wearing their bras. They're showing pictures of themselves with their arms up in the air. Woo! They're going days on end yeah, without wearing bras. Some woman would posted like, I'm on day seven, no bra, oh totally braless. Yeah, but I went I and went through the, a fa- what, just hang on. What's okay. the what's the takeaway though? Again, just to reinforce, what's the takeaway from doing that? The, that's bad, that's a downside. What's gonna happen to you? That's what I'm looking for. Exactly. So basically it causes damage to this ligament. It's called the Cooper's ligament that keeps your breasts up. So if you aren't wearing it You're stretching the coop? You're stretching the coop, <laughs> man. Fly okay. in the coop. All and right. basically there's also saying like obviously the large Larger breasted you are, then the more the coop gets stretched. You sh- yeah, and gravity you- pulling on the coop. Right, and you need to Which wear. Is not slang for anything. <laughs> oh my god, you're awful. Uh. So you need to wear a bra, and there's actually suggesting to try to find ones that aren't wireless because it also can hurt your back support. You know, like you'll arch Lugging and things, those things like around, that. Right. Yeah, well. wearing the right bra will kind of keep you more upright and that kind of thing. So they're actually telling you don't ditch the bra while we're all staying home cooped up right on lockdown wow all right so that your whole idea of getting comfortable when you get home by taking it off is ultimately if you keep doing it could be bad for you because they could start sagging yeah because you you got to give coop a chance yeah exactly that totally makes sense i went through like a braless phase a couple years ago <laughs> a phase yeah i was like i'm not yeah, doing this i went this through anymore. the whole pantsless phase a couple years ago <laughs> <laughs> I just said, yeah, that's it. i'm done with pants I didn't, I didn't go too well i thought them. i didn't need it you know you're young you think this right. is gonna stay like this forever right. you're gonna jump on a lot of trampolines and <laughs> oh. you know, stuff like that and then one day I was like, whoa, what yeah. happened? Right. Yeah, I thought we would could like just to the place where we don't need bras anymore, like it's acceptable, but gravity takes over. Maybe oh. one day God will give us that place. <laughs> I think our grandmas were trying to do that too, and it didn't really catch on. <laughs> All right, ladies, put the bra back on and give Dang. Coop a chance. I got this email that said, hey, Eric, I was wondering, my husband and I are in a debate. I hesitated on letting him kiss me because of the coronavirus. <laughs> He said that there are enzymes in my mouth that would negate any viral or bacterial infections. Now you'll be fine. What? Oh, yeah, right away with that. Don't worry. There's an enzyme in there. You're fine. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's just (laughs) bluffing his way through it. I felt that not only kissing, but marital relations should be halted because of the virus. Oh. All marital relations. Okay. He also felt that we would see a baby boom in December and January because of the virus. I was wondering what you guys thought and whether or not you think there will be a baby boom. And do you think your listeners are still doing it as much now that they're in quarantine? Well, let's find out. 
312-233-1019. Hi, Kat. Hi. Good morning, you guys. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. All right. You're <laughs> in, so happy. You're in quarantine with your significant other. I guess the question we'd like to ask you, Kat, uh, <laughs> while the quarantine's been underway, you doing it more or less? Less, unfortunately. We are exhausted by the end of the day because we have two what? kids at home, too. Right. So he's upstairs doing his work, trying to not be distracted. I'm trying to be teacher mom downstairs, uh-huh. right. and it's, it's exhausting. And it's resulting in doing it less, uh, yeah, which you find un- unfortunate. Oh. Some people yeah. might go, thank God it's less. Yeah, right? I'm kind of surprised. Uh, how about you, Lisa? Thank you, Kat. Lisa, you in quarantine with your significant other? Yes. Are you doing it more or less than you were prior to the quarantine? Doing it more. More. There we go. Yeah. Do you believe that that is, in fact, directly related to the fact that you're just trapped in the house with the two of you with nothing else to do? There's not much else to do. Yeah, right. We're not, you know, we're not pressured to work out in the morning as early. We're in bed longer. At night, going to bed earlier. Yeah. Are you like the first caller? Do you do you have children? We do have children, but they're older. Yes, okay. Fine. Yeah. Doing it more, more time. Doing it less. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. We spoke to 10 people off the air mm-hmm. in the Secret Eric in the Morning off air poll. They didn't know the question ahead of time, just like Kat and Lisa didn't know. We said off the air since you're quarantined in your home with your significant other, are you doing it more or less? What do you think the outcome was? Uh, seven said yes. Seven said uh, doing it more? Yes, All correct. Right. Uh, I think only three people said they're doing it more. Doing it more. Whip. Hmm. Five and five, right in the middle. Five and five. As it turns out, of the ten, six people said, yeah, I'm doing it more. Okay. Wow, way to go, everyone. Yeah, so there's one upside to the quarantine, I guess. <laughs> uh, Melissa, your home state of Indiana, the great state, the Hoosier state. Okay. Indiana restaurant owner gets Joe Exotic haircut to raise money for his workers. Oh, wow. Okay. And I That's told fun. you, unless I get a haircut pretty soon, I'm going to just have a Joe Exotic haircut. That is the worst haircut <laughs> Thanks. Ever. No, He's not you. It. Oh, I you talking about me. No, uh, Joe Exotic. Uh, in an attempt to raise money for his workers, a, a gentleman decided to forego, uh, or sorry, sorry, decided to do a video fundraiser, according to the Indy Star. Customers viewing the live stream were asked to purchase gift cards or make donations to the workers of his restaurant through Venmo. He oh. Got himself the, the exotic Joe Mullet. Okay. Mm, cool. Yeah. That's a look. That is, yeah, that is, is look. an mm-hmm. interesting look he's got. <laughs> also, the Philly Voice says Philadelphia's evil genius beer company has created Tiger King beer in honor of the Netflix documentary. The pale ale is called Felt Cute Might Feed My Husband to a Tiger Later <laughs> I, IPA. IPA. The long name. Yeah, Felt Cute Might Feed My Husband to a Tiger Later IPA. Yeah. The beer is available for takeout only due to the coronavirus. It'll cost you twenty two fifty. Ah, you're big fun beer. to try. Melissa's a big beer drinker now, so that I don't know work. what is going on with me. Yeah. Me and my my cans of Coors Light. You and your cans. You and your cans. <laughs> That's all right. right all right, Whip. It's yeah. time. Okay. Going to play the jingle. You know what happens at the conclusion of the jingle? You'll hear the jungle drums start. Okay. Uh, the jungle drums will run thirty seconds. Thirty seconds only. You got to cram in everything from episode number three in thirty seconds and thirty seconds only. When you hear the tiger roar at the end, times up, and we all move on with our lives. Yes. And then today you'll watch episode four, and we'll relive the nightmare again tomorrow. All true. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Is everybody else ready? Ready. Yes. Melissa, you and your cans ready? My cans are ready. Here we go. <laughs> Let's get underway. Day two to review. Big cats in the zoo. Right. Joe Exotica, big cuckoo. 
from here to Timbuktu. Rip's Tiger King review. Here we go and go. Carol Baskin's rich husband, Don Lewis, disappeared 20 years ago. She and Don bred an exotic cat, even though she crusades against that. Now Don had lots of girlfriends, had said Carol threatened to kill him, sought a restraining order. It was denied. Joe Exotic thinks she ground him up and fed him to a cat. In a music video called Near Kitty Kitty, in which they recreate Matt. Her brother works for the sheriff's department. She even put all sorts of stuff in her own name afterwards. Don's kids get only 10% of his estate. She gets the rest, which is millions of dollars. Now Joe Exotic says he's going to take her along. And at the end, he says, her day is coming. Her day is coming. I like that. Put her in the grinder. Put him in the grinder. Big cats in the zoo. Joe Exotica, big cuckoo. From here to Timbuktu, Rip's Tiger King review. Tune in for another installment tomorrow morning on The Mix. This Eric in the Morning podcast is brought to you by ComEd. ComEd safety is ComEd's number one priority. To find tips about electric safety for your home and family, visit comed.com slash safety. ComEd powering lives, 